Welcome to Small Talk with Raincraft. I'm Subha, a leadership and executive coach, and I'm Hasita. I'm a marketing strategist. We're just two people who love to talk and love to learn. And this is us being curious about the world around us. Join us. Welcome back to season 3 of Small Talk with Raincraft. A lot has changed for us this season and the world around us. And it will reflect across every single episode from now on. Can you feel it? I kind of can. <laughs> good, good. So we're kicking off season 3 in the third year of the pandemic. That's right. Third year. But we also want to talk about the new theme of Small Talk. What's that? Be curious but not judgmental. And if you're wondering where that came from, well I'm addicted to Ted Lasso on Apple TV. You know this quote already, but if not, here's a bit of a back story. Now Ted Lasso is a guy whom nothing and no one can bring down. But somehow, just somehow, his worth comes from within. And there's a pivotal scene where his ability to throw darts is assumed to be non-existent. But not only does he land a bullseye, this is what he has to say. You know Rupert, guys have underestimated me my entire life. And for years, I never understood why. It really used to bother me. But then one day, I was driving my little boy to school and I saw this quote from Walt Whitman painted on the wall and it said, "Be curious, not judgmental." I like that. So I get back in my car and I'm driving to work and all of a sudden it hits me. All of them who used to be little me, not a single one of them was curious. They thought they had everything figured out. So they judged everything and they judged everyone. And I realized that they are underestimating me and who I was had nothing to do with me. Because if they were curious, they would have asked questions. Questions like, "Have you played a lot of darts, Ted?" to which I would have answered, "Yes." Every Sunday afternoon at a sports bar with my father from age 10 to 16 when he passed away. Hmm. I am judgmental. <laughs> Let's just say it. And I kind of like it because I feel like judgment evolved as a way for us to understand the world around us. Like you know, cloudy skies, it's probably going to rain. Sharp teeth, run away from them. Bright mushrooms, do not eat. In the social context, I feel like it does hold me back a little bit because I come to conclusions before I've had a chance to know more. But it also helps me make decisions faster. And that's the bit that I don't really understand about this quote. How do I be curious when the world is dependent on the speed of my judgment? Right? Mm. Particularly if we see in the context of the pandemic, we've had to make a lot of quick decisions, knee-jerk decisions almost. If someone's sneezing in a closed room, we are going to head out of it. <laughs> it doesn't matter whether they have COVID or they don't. But I'm leaving that room. Even something like a simple instinct, we don't ask them, "Hey, is it the allergies?" No, right? We just assume and we move on from there because the cost of not moving on is much higher. And I feel like that's also kind of true of the workplace. At a time when workplaces are changing so rapidly. we ourselves have let go of so many projects and so many projects have also let go of us let's be honest <laughs> i feel like that faster decision making has helped the world transition faster 
So how do we continue to be curious and rather where is the time to be curious anymore? Yeah, no, I hear you. I think, uh, and I was having this conversation with someone yesterday that I was definitely a lot more judgmental maybe in my 20s through college and a little later. Definitely quick did something or did something in a certain way. There was a right or wrong. It, it was a, a very, a much more black and white view of people and their actions and their behaviors. And I think the way curiosity has shaped that over the years and it's made me a lot more tolerant before I jump to these judgments about people. There's judgments about people and their actions and then there's judgment and decision making which you're talking about, right? So giving myself that 30 seconds to even say, hey, what could be their context? Why did they just say what they said? or why did they do what they just did, I think has served me better. And honestly, a lot of our decisions are based on quick judgment. And and you're right, it's important. But when we're talking about being judgmental, it's a slightly deeper and larger outlook of how we're letting that person's action or behavior impact our, in a way, future interactions with them. Does that make sense? Yeah, it kind of does. However, what I'm still missing, I think, is the nuance of what you're trying to say. What exactly is the difference between using judgment as a tool in my toolbox versus just being a judgmental person in real life? Like, how do we draw the line between the two and how do I get more curious, at least probably starting with the easier circumstances? So I think another way to maybe help you view curiosity is is a bit of preparation, getting into the mindset of who you're going to meet or interact with perhaps, or the situation that you're going to be putting yourself into, right? We do it a lot today when we hear a new name, especially in the professional context. Uh, we look them up, we see who they are, what's their background, you know, how do I intersect with them and is there something that could be useful to kickstart a conversation. So that kind of curiosity, that kind of homework and preparation is one way to be curious. And that's important because it gives you a lot of insight into who you're dealing with. It lets you mentally prepare for the conversation that you may have. So for example, if I know that the person that I am pitching to or I'm going to have a conversation with has had two, three startups, a couple of them have worked, a couple of them have failed, then they are probably going to react to what I have to offer differently, right? Than someone who, I don't know, has maybe been in a very stereotypical corporate job for the last 10 or 15 years, right? And handled only one or two specific roles. So that piece of information serves me better and helps me better prepare for the pitch. So that's in a way a very simple, straightforward way of using curiosity. That makes sense. In fact, uh, we had a pitching conversation happen yesterday. And one of the questions that that person asked towards the end was, will we continue to interact with you? Which in a way is kind of representative of probably their past experiences in a way with, you know, working with external consultants. And 
I do see that as a valuable piece of information coming my way. While in the short term, it is an it is a certain amount of time commitment at my end. It is also showing me that the market has had other experiences before, and is therefore trying to do things differently and hold people accountable in a different manner. It would have been easy for me to say no. You know, this person will do the subsequent interactions, or you know, you will hear from this person. But I think. it's like reassurance right like when a child goes to school and they ask us you know will you pick me up in the evening it's not that they're asking you to pick up they're asking for reassurance that you'll kind of be there when they come back right and that's only possible when we take a certain amount of time out to consider the nature of that ask i hear what you're saying and i think that's the other aspect of curiosity of catching the trends in our actions and in the behaviors of those we interact with right uh, looking for patterns and saying what does it mean to me for example between us if our last 3 4 pitches for new business haven't succeeded right what was the trend why has it failed what do we need to do differently without being judgmental about the folks we pitch to because that's that's an easy out right yeah, yeah. to say that hey you know they weren't ready for this or they're looking for someone who's a lot cheaper or whatever we we could find uh, a number of excuses to say that uh, it wasn't me it was them but if that there's a cycle and if there's a pattern and i am curious enough to say hey what's going on here what's the input telling me and then be willing to learn from that it could be extremely useful for what comes next yeah so it's a bit actually like ted making that statement about himself and choosing to find his worth on the inside worth or lack thereof and whatever gaps might kind of arise from that situation i think rather than being very circumstantial about it and saying okay i'm not accepted in these circles versus why am i being seen the way i'm being seen so that makes sense yeah but do you really and again coming back to the fact that we have been using judgment as a weapon as a tool for so long do you think flipping it and is possible at all do you think we can make a habit out of curiosity i think definitely i think curiosity may feel like uh, too big a word i think that's one of the problems with curiosity that it seems like need somebody who's got a lot of time and energy to be extremely inquisitive about something and everything that they do trying to find a lesson or a learning in everything that happens to them so the word is very loaded and heavy maybe if we just think about it as okay before i start something or do something what are the three questions that i want to solve for right what do mm-hmm. i want to get answered out of this maybe that's a good starting point like yeah so from the pitching standpoint i'm thinking uh, what you mentioned about researching the person that i'm going to be talking to and probably researching my pitch as well like have i just kind of done it on the fly or have i really taken the time to make it as specific to the other person as possible and if i were hearing it as an external person would it still make sense to me and probably then the third thing is uh, who else is going to be involved in this decision who is the passive decision maker that we are not seeing in the room and how am i kind of also appealing to that person and making sure that i'm sharing that value across the table both with visible and invisible people 
Yeah, I mean that's an interesting way uh, to look at a pitch because I usually just log in five minutes before the meeting, and that's the honest <laughs> truth. <laughs> yeah, I think there's a an ocean of difference between saying, "Okay, I'm not going to be judgmental. I'm going to go into this with a clean, empty slate," and going unprepared because of that, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You're not walking in saying, "Oh, this guy." Anyway, whatever I say. to him or her they're going to ask for something different or they're going to ask for something cheaper faster etc versus saying hey why are they having this conversation with me there's something here right mm. there's a reason why they feel that i could perhaps fulfill the need that they have and how can i address that in a way that gives them comfort gives them the information that they need and helps them make a decision about uh, moving forward with the engagement Yeah, yeah. That's actually a very powerful perspective to take in general, particularly in high stakes meetings like these. Right. So Subha, I have another question for you because you do bring in a lot of corporate experience as well and you have worked with large teams before. So do you find that the ability to bring curiosity to the table has personally helped you or have you seen that in action during your corporate life? Would you call that a leadership attribute for the leaders of today? That's a great question and I think my immediate answer is a whole body yes because if I think about moments at work where I derived immense satisfaction just simple satisfaction at a job well done or a problem solved or a task completed to the satisfaction of myself the organization the team it's been moments when it has some way been linked to curiosity and to be able to take a step back and say hey what's happening right now what is the pattern what is the last five similar situations what are they telling me so if i think back to let's say when i was um, at city running a process shop lot of daily transactions for the team and hence a lot of client feedback too because right. honestly something's go right and something's go terribly wrong right so <laughs> and so if you're willing to kind of not all i mean there's the firefighting aspect you're fixing what went wrong but if you're then willing to look at the client feedback and say hey you know what are they saying or why are they acting the way they are or why did this happen it really gives you and when you take the time to do that it gives you perspective about what could be the larger issue or what is it that what's the actual battle that you're fighting right if for example something as simple as uh, you find that one member of your team is extremely overloaded getting a lot of client calls getting a lot of kind of tasks to be done etc and my immediate judgment could have been that hey she doesn't know how to manage her time looks like she's always overloaded she's always looking harassed but the pattern and this is something that i experienced the pattern was that the other member in her team was someone the client didn't trust or clients didn't trust that the job would mm. get done so a larger share of calls and emails were coming into this person and so she was harassed and she was overloaded because she was doing a damn good job <laughs> right so it was, it was <laughs> so it was really you know the the quick judgment would have been that she doesn't know how to manage her time or uh, she needs to get more efficient or more productive 
but in a way it really wasn't about her but it was about those around her not being good enough and clients reacting to that and clients altering their behavior to get the output they need makes sense so insights over jumping to conclusions <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and definitely easy to say and easy to banter about words like curiosity and judgment but it does make a difference when you start to take a bit of a step back and look for patterns and trends makes sense and i wanted to ask you how do you feel about the many many virtual guests that you will be inviting into this room are you excited yeah i'm really excited for this season because i think both of us have also gone a little bit out of our own comfort zone to reach out to new and interesting people in our networks and to really bring out their stories to inspire and challenge each of us right there's something to be learned from everyone there's that little curiosity pitch again but there's <laughs> something to be learned from everyone and i'm i'm really looking forward to just having fun conversations that uh, we can listen to again and again and and take some inspiration from that sounds like a wonderful plan and of course we are always ready for more small talk always nice chatting with you catch you soon bye Thank you for listening till the very end. We hope you enjoyed the conversation. If you'd like to leave us a note about the episode, please do write in at connect@raincraft.in or drop us a voice message at speakpipe.com/raincraft. All the details about our guest today and how you can find us on social media are available in the show notes. So please do have a read and catch you next time.